discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Wow. Are you clapping? God bless you guys. Hallelujah. Are you excited about seed sowing and hearing things concerning seed sowing? Is it a blessing? But I see the Lord blessing you and helping you. Has the Lord been good to you? Yeah. We've been given sin since. We have not died. <laughs> we are alive. We are increasing. Can you imagine? Have you noticed? God has done a lot of things. It's the anointing and it's the understanding that God has given to us. Okay? Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for all that you you said to us already. Thank you that you grant us grace to receive even more concerning giving. And thank you for your wisdom and the spirit of understanding. Thank you for enlightening us through your word. Dear Holy Spirit, help us. Grant us utterance. Speak to us, Lord. And grant us great understanding of your word. We receive your word with meekness, with gladness, and with great joy. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. You may kindly take your seat in heavenly place. I feel what I'm coming to preach has already been said. But I'll say it anyways. Today I have a title for my message. And the title is Treasures, Not Pesos. Treasures, Not Pesos. And I want us to start from Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. A lot has been said already. You know, Reverend George shared with us concerning seed sowing. Last Sunday we were listening, remember? And year in and year out, we've been, I mean, there are a lot of messages on it. You see. Lots and lots of messages on it, on giving, on sowing seeds and what it means and everything. And I'll admonish you, like the speakers on the panel have said already, to listen because you, you require faith to be able to raise an offering. You require faith to be able to give what God says you should give. I'm going to address it in some few seconds, but I just want you to remember. If you read in Numbers, Numbers 3 verse 9, let me read, let's read from verse 8 so that you understand. It says, how shall I care? This is concerning Balaam. Balaam had been contracted by Balak and uh, um, other people to curse Israel. You see. And Balaam said, you know, as he was going to curse them, he said, how shall I curse whom God has not cursed? Or how shall I defy whom the Lord has not defied. Then verse, verse 9 says, For from the top of the rocks I see him. He also he was looking at Israel. He was standing on the mountain. He was spread out in the valley. 
you know, on five different occasions, he tried to curse Israel and it didn't work. Was it three, three different occasions, it didn't work. Do you see? It says, For from the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him. Lo, the people shall dwell alone and shall not be reckoned among the nations. So he, he says, Israel shall dwell alone and Israel shall not be reckoned or counted among the nations. Israel is different. It's not like every other nation. In other words, the things that work for Israel are not the things that work for every other person. All the things, the secrets that are revealed to Israel are not the secrets that are revealed to everyone. The way every other person prospers is not the same way that Israel prospers. The way Israel does his things is not the same way. Israel is set apart. Israel is chosen. Israel is for the Lord. And if you read in Romans chapter 2, you get to know that we are the Israel of God. Look at Romans 2. Let's read the last but one verse of Romans chapter 2. It says, For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. This is Romans 2.28. Which is one outwardly. Neither is that he is a Jew, which is outward in the flesh. Verse 29. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. So he's talking about the fact that we are now the chosen of God. We are now the Israel of God. You see, when you read in First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, the Bible mentions how that we are a chosen generation. It says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, an holy nation, a peculiar people. So we are different. We are not like every other person. When you become a born-again child of God, you are different. You're, the way God handles you is different from the way every other person is handled. The world may say, hard, 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 save, 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 do this, do that, do that, or do this investment and do that investment, do this, and then you prosper. But our way is different. The way God has said for us to prosper is different. Do you see? Yeah. God does not use wages to prosper his children. He uses more than that. Okay? Your wages may do something, but it's, your wages actually may not be what will prosper you in a certain way. It takes the blessing of God, the grace of God, for God's children to prosper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For instance, if you read in Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, you know, let's read from verse 29. Matthew 6, verse 29. And I say unto you that even Solomon in, in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Verse 30 says, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, so I he not much more clothed you, O ye of little faith. Therefore, take no thoughts, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or withal shall we be clothed? Then he says, For after these things do the Gentiles, the rest of the world, seek after these things, what they shall eat, what they shall wear, where they shall sleep, you know, that's what every average human being is looking for. Do you agree? Why are you going to school? Those of you who are in school. You are in school because you want to, you want to survive at the end of the day. You see, work and get money. You want to work and get money. They say education is the key to what? To success. Someone said, they have removed, they have changed the door. <laughs> they have changed the key. They have changed the padlock. And they have removed the door completely. There are graduates who have paid 600 Ghana If you don't know, I'm telling you. 
you are coming. You need the grace of God to. Yesterday, I was learning the price of transportation from certain places in Accra. And I was shocked. I was like, ah, when did it change? Because I didn't know. And recently, I learned the price of um, a bottle of Coke, a Kufado size. You know the Kufado size? The small one. What's it called? Pet Coke. Pet Coke, a.k.a. Kufado. I hear it's five CDs now. I'm sorry, six CDs. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. One CD makes a big difference. Six CDs. Hey! Why are you drink it like this now? It's finished. That, that, God wants to bring you to a place. You don't know the price of things. You don't know how much. Is it what? Tomatoes is what? We don't know. Whether. Yeah. Two for ten CDs. Small, small ones. God wants to bring it to a place where you don't have to ask. You don't, you don't ask price for things. You just pick, you just pick things. Yeah. Uh, give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that. And then you just pay and then you go. How much? You pay and you go. You don't ask questions. If you are not smart, eh, listen, if you are not smart, you'll be a child of God who is living below, below belt. I tell you. <laughs> you'll be shocked. Yeah. And there are a lot of Christians. You see, we are not like this world. This is not our way. This is not our way. This is not how, this is not how we are. He says, you shouldn't be looking for what you eat, what you wear, all those. That is not our... No, 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 no. We are those who live in abundance. We are those who live in supply. Do you see? That is the blessing that we have. The blessing we have is the blessing of abundance, of superabundance. The Bible says that the man who is unable to take care of his family is worse than an infidel. If you can't take care of your family, it's a problem. He says that if you can't, if you're a child of God, this is 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 1 Timothy 5, it says, but if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, like you have three children, you can't take care of them, or you have a wife, you can't take care of, the, of your wife, or you can't take care of yourself, you are living based like it's a struggle. Do you understand? Yeah. You're a child of God. You have to sleep with someone for fried rice. For Indomie. I hear now even Indomie, the price of Indomie has really gone very high. I hear if you don't have 20 CDs, you can't eat Indomie. 25 CDs. It's wild though. So the reality on the ground is that you can't afford to live on a certain level. You have to do everything you have to do in Christ. I'm not saying go and sacrifice your mother or your father. That is not, that is not a kind of life God has given to us. I'm not saying scam somebody. You don't need scamming. You don't need rituals. You don't need any of those things. God has made available a key for us to use. There are keys of the kingdom. If you read in, uh, go back to where, uh, I hope you got this one. He says, if you're unable to take care of your family, of those of your own household, he says, you have denied the faith. And you are worse than an infidel, someone who is not born again. TPT. Let's read TPT of this. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. So you must, you must apply the word of God, the principles of God, to get out of the get, barely getting by type of life. It's a struggle all the time. Like it's, it's a problem. You have to steal. You have to lie. Use big brain. Eh? I drink cassia. <laughs> big brain. Hallelujah. 
For if a believer, look at this, for if a believer fails to provide for their own relatives when they are in need, hmm, they have compromised the convictions of faith and need to be corrected. For they are living worse than the unbelievers. Living worse than the unbelievers. It's like as a child of God, you should be so. You should. You see, Reverend George spoke about moving from sufficiency to what? To Abana. You should move from sufficiency where you can you take care of yourself and just want to abundance where you can take care of a lot of people. God is expecting. Says, if you don't live in abundance, you have actually denied the faith. You are out of order. I tell you. Yeah. Your aunties must benefit from you with time. Your uncles must benefit from you with time. How much more your own children and your own wife or your own husband? No, 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 no. It's not, it's not, to, be, it's not to be spoken of. You, uh, this is, I'm not the one saying it. I didn't scripture. Scripture. Since you are worse than if you are worse than unbelievers. If an unbeliever is able to provide, and you a Christian, you're unable to provide, that's a problem. Big problem. So you must do. You must use the principles of the kingdom of God that God has given. You must make an attempt to believe what God has said and do what God is saying to do, so that you can be elevated to the place where God wants you to be. To be, He doesn't like it when you are in need, when you are suffering, when the people around you are hungry. They can't do. It's like they can't move. They can't go to school. They can't do. No, 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 no. And there are different keys in the kingdom. Go back to Matthew chapter, you know, Jesus mentioned the keys of the kingdom in Matthew chapter 16. He says, I, I give unto you the keys of the kingdom. He was talking to Peter. Do you see? Matthew 16. Let's read from uh, verse 18. This is Peter. He says, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Verse 19. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. When you hear kingdom of heaven, he's talking about the church. Okay, when we hear kingdom of God, he's talking about the great um, kingdom of God that includes angels, every other thing. Okay, for living creatures, everything. But when he talks about the kingdom of heaven, he's talking about the church. So he says, I'll give you, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be lost in heaven. So the kingdom of heaven in, in the church world, they are keys. To different doors. No matter how powerful you are, you cannot use a, the key for the bedroom to open the key, the, the door to the main entrance of the of the house. Do you understand? It's like a fact. Uh, the key of the new birth. The key of the new birth is to receive, is to believe in the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. Believe in the fact that Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. Believe in the fact that He rose from the dead the third day. Believe it and then confess it for yourself. That is how you get born again. You don't get born again through fasting. You don't get born again through prayer. You don't get born again through any other thing. You, you, through good works, it doesn't work. It's only the only key that works for salvation to come into the kingdom of heaven is to be born again through the means I just spoke to, to you about. Do you see? Now, when it comes to prosperity, the key is not prayer. You can pray till you die. The key, they are keys. He says, I'll give unto you the keys, not key, keys. So there are several keys in the kingdom. Okay? When you read in um, Matthew 23, Jesus was talking to 
the Pharisees and he said, you guys have taken away the key of knowledge. So actually the key we are talking about, the keys we are talking about, the keys of the kingdom are actually different types of knowledge or different categories of knowledge. Okay? Luke 11, 52. Wow. Do you like what I'm sharing with you? Hmm. You can pray till you die. I'm telling you the truth. By the grace of God, I'm not a poor man. But I was a poor man before. Yeah. I've seen poverty before. I'm not joking with you. Yeah. I was describing something to you last week. Was it last week? Yeah. When I was in university, my father would tell me, there's no money. Do you understand? There's no money. I would have to move from KNUSD campus to Equiance. Do you know Equiance? Equiance is a fine cocoa. Yeah. When you get to Nkoko, then you turn to the left. If you are coming from Kumasi, you turn to the right. And then you go. That's what my father, that's my father's hometown. He was a chief there. Do you see? And he would tell me to come for money there. From school. So, I'll, if, if let's say the transportation to go, 100 CDs. I have to find 100 CDs for transportation to go. And 100 cities, you see, so if the transportation 100 cities going, and 100 cities coming, that's 200 cities. And you go and then you are giving 250 cities. Do you, do you understand? You are giving how much? 250 cities. So in and out, going to happen. Because during my time, there was no momo, there was none of those things. So, I mean, you have to be there, basically. And the transportation alone takes everything. And you come in and left the 50 cities. And you must survive. The next time you may be called to come for money again, may be after three months or two months. Yeah, shall it survive, baby? <laughs> yeah. My younger brother had to stop going to school for almost two years for me to finish school. For me to finish GSS. Because it was not possible to keep both of us in, in, in university together. Or in GSS together. So he had to stay home for almost two years. Yeah. So my, brother, my brother's mates are actually two years ahead of him. Yes. Because of poverty, problems. I didn't like going to school because the lashes for classes fee. In the school I went to, eh? <laughs> my, school, my, my schoolmates are not here. They are in other, some of our other churches. They would have told you. Normally when I'm preaching, they are all pastors now. When I'm preaching, they are there. Eh? Some lashes for on stones. Carrying the school's uh, dustbin. Wooden dustbin on your head with refuse dump inside. I'm not joking with you. I'm telling you what. If I show you my knees, you'll be shocked. It's not because I kneel down to pray. I was just, I was, I was nearly in gravels and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Struggle, pa. It was not easy at all. I, I shouldn't be where I am. I shouldn't be doing what, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have what I have. But by the grace of God, I found the key of giving. Give from where you are. Start from where you are. If you don't start, you will never get there. Start from where you are. Or else you'll be shocked that you eat poverty like something. And you'll be wondering, ah, why? What is it? I thought I was a child. But it doesn't work by prayer or by confessions. It's not all. It's not by saying what you're supposed to do. You'll be shocked. So the key, Luke eleven fifty two. 52, it says, Woe unto you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. The key we are, the keys we are talking, no, knowledge. Knowledge of God, that's what we are preaching to you, to help you. No. 
Okay? It was so bad. One of my sisters went mad. The, the one who was brilliant amongst us, the best in school, went mad. Do you understand? And she was mad for almost 10 years. Yeah. And the madness was what was taking all the money. So, I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing anywhere. I'm not talking with nothing anywhere. There's no whatever, no money. I eat in other people's homes. I eat breakfast, this in the house. Lunch, you know, came and settled proper, proper. Their home was open to me, so it was their home that really saved me. Do you understand? I'll eat the food and steal some as well. <laughs> One day they caught me, you know. <laughs> they had this story building that was uh, built by this Swiss people. You know, Professor Adams, one of his aunties is married to a Swiss. And he, they built that particular house that they, are, they were in, you know. And this wooden, beautiful house. And the wooden floors had become weak. You know, the one in front of the fridge in particular had become very weak. And, and I'll be stealing from the fridge. You know, everybody's watching TV. I'll say, I'm going to take water. When I get there, I take milk. I put the milk on my mouth. Then I milk and banana. I buy the banana. I drink the milk. Buy the, I drink the milk. I tell you, I was chilling in someone's house. Short life. This after we have eaten everything, but I, I just want to chill small. So one day, the Lord just decided to make, to make sure I'm apprehended. As I was drinking, I think, eating the banana, the floor caved in. And they came to meet me hanging in between the two floors with milk and banana in my hand like that. That was how I was arrested. Yeah. You can continue in that line for many years, many years, no supply, no. Many years. There's a key. That's what we are sharing with you. Give. Give. Tell me about give. Mm-hmm. Several things have been said already, so I'm just adding them, okay? So I will not say some things. Yes. Give. So that you can leave that realm. Of lack, poverty, not having enough, not being able to do some things. We are different. We are not like every other person. Yes. He says everybody else is into what they think, what they eat, what they wear. But you, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The word righteousness has to do with the right way of doing things in his kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the right way. Of doing things. There are right ways of doing it. There are keys. Do you see? Keys. The door does not respect anybody apart from. But without it, you key that is responsible. If you get home and your house is locked and you don't have the key, brother, you sleep outside. No matter how powerful you are, you can pray till you die. Open now. It doesn't respond to confessions. It responds to that small metal in your hand. Okay? So no matter what level you are on, you may be on a very low level... Do something. Sow a seed. Give your offering. Give your time. <laughs> That's how it is. Don't ignore tithing. Give your time. Don't ignore offerings. Give your offerings. Do you see? Yeah. Don't ignore first fruits. Give your first. Give the things that God says to give. 
honor his servants. Give to his servants. Don't just be there. When you hear that, oh, a pastor is celebrating his birthday. Not only me. Because when it comes to me, you will be give to me. How about that person? It's like, oh, you should go away. What? The Bible says to honor all of them. So you honor everybody. Give what you're supposed to give. Give what you're supposed to give. That's the way that God has provided. Let's just obey what God says. Okay? I've obeyed it to a point. I'm still obeying it. I keep obeying it. Obeying what God says to do. He says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you are willing. That's in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. If you are willing, be willing to enjoy prosperity and then obey the principles that comes with prosperity. Giving. If you be willing. 119, Isaiah 119. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. You shall eat the good of the land. So you must be obedient. Not only willing, but obedient. Do practically what God says to do. Do it. Now, Jesus says that, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. Next verse. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Now, notice he's not talking about pennies. He says treasures. The word treasures here is thesaurus. Yeah, yeah, that's the name of this place. Yeah, a repository of wealth, a place where wealth is kept. He's talking about your wealth. Do you see? So when it comes to the things of God, he says, don't give small, small things. Don't give what does not make a difference. He didn't say, lay, not, lay up for yourselves pesos in heaven or things that do not make a difference in your life in heaven. No, he says, lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth or rust that corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So your, he, God wants your treasures to be with him. Not your pesos or your pennies. Hmm? Your small, small money. <laughs> your coins. Your change. You don't give God offerings that are exchange, exchange money, left over. No, that thing must be bombed out of your life permanently. Something for the boys. What you give to the security in your estate is what you give to God. No, 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 no. When it comes to God, think differently. You are going. To, you are coming to lavish on God. You are coming to give God your best. Why? Yes, two is two type of giving. Giving to God lavishly in abundance. Bountifully, and that's what I want to talk about. Okay, bountifully, learning to give bountifully, giving bountifully, bountiful giving above and beyond your treasures, like what is expensive for you, something very expensive for you. That's what you're giving to God, not something small, not some shoes that you are not going to use, some clothing that you're not going to use. The, the passwords on your, on your account, you have. Hundred thousand and point and, and point four eight Ghana cedis. Then you give the point four eight to God, and then you keep the hundred thousand because you know it's your treasure. He said, "If you lay it here on earth, if you leave your treasures here on earth, eh, more to eat it. Haircut to come. Thieves will steal it. Something will happen. It's like as long as your trust is in laying up treasures for yourself here, you will have a problem. Hallelujah." 
So how do you do it? How do you lay up treasures for yourself in heaven? I, I think it's a question we, we, should, we should answer. How? How do I lay up treasures in heaven? Do I open heaven and then blow my money towards heaven like that? Or throw your money? No, that's not what God is saying. Let's go to Luke. Hmm. Luke chapter 12, verse 29 to verse 34. And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added to you. Then he says, fear not little flock. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. For you to enjoy the kingdom. Then he shows you how to enjoy. Next is, sell that you have. Say sell. And give. Someone told a testimony of selling what he had. It is a recommendation from God. Yes. There are things I've sold. <laughs> Ask your neighbor. Have you sold anything for God before? Okay, you, I'm coming. Sell that you have. Sell that you have and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old. A treasure in the heavens that faileth not, where no thief are provide for your seed that more. How do you do it? So how do you provide for yourself in heaven? How do you do it? Give. He says, if you don't have anything to give, sell and give. Sell that you have and give. Sell and give. Sell and give. <laughs> Jesus is the one. It's in red. Though. I don't know if you have a Bible, a correct Bible. It's red. I'm not the one who said it. It's red. Jesus says, sell that you have. Sell what you have. <laughs> sell and give. Sell what you have and give alms. Give it out to others. It is the way to provide yourselves bags, which works not all. Let's read the NLT. Pastor says, read the NLT. Let's read the NLT. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. This is even given to those in need, though. Not giving to God. How much more God? This is those in need. How much more God? Like if someone is in need, sell what you have and give to the person. By doing that, this will store up treasure. This particular thing will store up treasure for you in heaven. And the persons of heaven never get old or develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can, can, steal, it, can steal it and no moth can destroy it. Next verse 34. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Have you seen it? Yeah. So where your treasure is stored determines how your, where your desire is also stored. If your desire is going to be stored in God, it's going to be dependent on what you did with your treasure. If your desire is going to be stored in a certain lady. You see, someone, yesterday I was being told about a certain guy and a certain lady. You know, this girl is 20 years old. And this guy is also 20 years old. They are just students. You know, but the, the girl is so in love with the guy. So in love with the guy. The guy, I mean, they've slept together, done all kinds of things. The guy is now tired. He has found Christ. And he says, I don't want again. The girl says, no, you cannot not want this again. And we ask the girl, why? Why, why, why can't you? It's like, it's been two months. We've been going up and down about this particular thing. What is it? And he said, I've invested. You don't know. I've invested. <laughs> yes, he said, I've invested in the guy. He said, what are you talking about? Said, I bought him clothing. Wow. I bought him a phone. Yeah. 
I am the one who buys food, cooks food for him, does this for him, does that for him. Boxer shows I've done everything. <laughs> she said, I have invested. You see, because of the investment, her heart is really there. I don't know if you are seeing it. Yeah. How many ladies have done a certain type of investment before? I tell you, yes, invested. I mean, there are, there are guys who have done serious invest, investment. One guy took a session lady through nursing school, pay school fees, hostel fees, job money. When the lady finished the school, she said, Yeah, I'm not interested. She can't answer, the money is gone. Your heart, there's something you see that when you are sleeping, you can't sleep. As you are sleeping, you're like, you just wake up. What's all this? What happened? Because you have your money has gone. Because your money is your life. Oh, money represents your life, it represents your blood. of things about you. Yeah. So when what you keep giving to, do you see? Yes. That's how you buy a phone. Worth sixteen thousand Ghana cedis, like your money. You you bought sixteen thousand Ghana cedis or ten thousand Ghana. You realize that the phone you 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 treat it in a certain way. You you clean it in your dress. I mean, you handle your it's your it's a treasure. Wow. The people why I don't know if they it's like they don't think they don't know what I'm talking about. No investment. The phone must not fall. The phone must not fall. Hey, you you would rather fall for the phone to fall on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So how can you provide for yourself treasures in heaven? Because actually there's a heavenly account. There is. And the heavenly account is for your withdrawal. <laughs> when you are coming to withdraw, as you are asking, you need something from God. Okay. You see, if you read in Philippians chapter 4, you know, Paul talks, talks about giving and receiving. It's actually giving and receipting. When you give, God gives you a receipt. Uh, can you show it to us? Philippians chapter 4, I think verse uh, 13. Philippians 4, 13. For I can do all, everything through Christ which strengthened me. Go to verse 8, please. Not that I desire a gift, but fruit that may abound to your account. Ah. Verse 11, rather. It says, not that I speak in respect of want. You see, you are talking about giving. Go back, go up. Go, let's read from verse 8. I think it will make more sense from verse 8. Finally, breath, whatsoever things are true. Okay, verse 9. Verse 10. Yes, it says, But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me has flourished again. It says, You guys used to take care of me. Then the opportunity to take, to take care of me left. But now your, the opportunity has come and you are meeting my needs in a certain way. It says, I rejoice in the Lord that now at the last your care of me has flourished again, wherein you were also careful. You wanted to, but you, you lacked opportunity. There was no opportunity to help me, to give to me. Next verse. Not that I speak in respect. I'm not talking about you giving to me in respect of want. For I've learned in whatsoever state I am, that way to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Verse 14. There is notwithstanding it, you have done, 
you have well done that you did communicate with my affliction or you gave to my needs. Okay, next verse. Then he says, now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving but the only. Now, the word receiving there, actually, the Greek word is actually receipting. It's like going to the bank and then giving your money you know, for deposit. You give 10,000 Ghana cities to be put into your account. You are, all, you are all full of smiles. You put it in there. Now, what is the evidence that your money is there? It's the receipt that they give to you and the credit that they credit to your account, isn't it? So the receipt they give to you is an evidence of the fact that you have some money there. Therefore, you can come and make requests up to that amount, that, the amount that you have there. Is it true? Same with, same with the things of God. Same with, with God. There's also a heavenly account where you're giving verse 16. Okay? You sent once and again unto my necessity. Verse 17. Not because I desire a gift. I'm not saying these things because I want a gift from you. You know, when a preacher is preaching about giving, you think that he wants, like he actually wants something from you. It's not true. Okay? If you have understanding, you will bless your pastor. Or you bless your pastors. If you don't have understanding, you will not bless your pastors. Whether you do it or you don't do it, it's up to you. Those who do it are blessed. They know. Hmm? There, are, there are some people who are into blessing their pastors in our church. Don't joke with it. And God keeps blessing them. Because they found it, they keep doing it. And those who have not found it don't keep doing it. They don't do it. So, Charlie, it's fine. What do you think? Uh-huh. So, but we are not talking because we want you to go and gather some $50,000 and come and give. No. That's not what we are talking about. I'm not talking about giving to me. I'm talking about giving to the Lord. But I'm bringing this in to help you know and understand that there's, there's some that these things, okay? There's a, a heavenly account, account, which is not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Which account? Jesus says, lay not up treasures here on earth, but lay up treasures in heaven. Where moth does not corrupt, thieves will not break in and all of that. Meaning that's like there's something up there. There's something in the heavens for you. I don't even get it. Yeah. He says, I don't desire your gifts, but fruits that may abound to your account. Fruit that may abound to your account. Because there's an account. So if we check your giving for the entire year, okay, maybe you give an offering of 10 cities every Sunday. Do you see? And midweek you give three cities. Let's say midweek you give five cities. So that's 15 cities a week. 15 cities times 52. Is it 52 or 54 weeks in a 52? So times 52, how much is that? Give to the Lord. That's 780 Ghana cities the whole year. That's what you give to the Lord. Do you see? Now, if you have a need of 25,000 Ghana cities, and then you come to God and you are praying, Father, I, re- I make a request. I need 25,000 to, to sort out my rent. Hmm? And then they check your account. They realize that, ah, the whole year you have actually given. You have not ended the year. You are still in the year. <laughs> they check the, well, you have actually given you about 300 or 250. And you are asking for 25,000. <laughs> Which bank? Hello? Which bank does that? I mean, you, can, you, can't, you can't withdraw 25,000. When it's just about, let's say you have your whole life, you have given 5,000. Because if it's 780, okay, multiplied, multiplied by 20, 
That's fifty. That's twenty years of your life. You are giving fifteen thousand. As that's assuming you've been giving fifteen CDs every year for twenty years. That's fifteen thousand. How much? Six hundred Ghana cities. And you are requesting for twenty five thousand Ghana cities from the Lord. I mean. <laughs> insufficient balance. Please, are you understanding what I'm saying? Uh-huh. There, there is real law. There's a heavenly account and there are records. If you read in Numbers chapter 7, okay, there's a record of um, the 12 princes of the 12 tribes of Israel giving. Okay, the tabernacle had been set up. Every, can you look at it? Numbers chapter, chapter 7, verse 1. The ark of covenant had been, everything had been built. Okay, he says, and it came to pass on the day that Moses had fully set up the tabernacle and had anointed and sanctified it, all the instruments of both the altar and all the vessels thereof, and had anointed them and sanctified them, that the princes of Israel, heads of the house of their fathers, who were the princes of the tribes and were over them, that were numbered, offered. So they brought their offering. Do you see? Now, what they gave, they were 12. Nashon, blah, blah, so many of them. 12 of them, sorry. What they gave was, rec- was the same. Same. Two pairs of shoes. Okay, let's read one at least so that you see what I'm talking about. Go to the next verse. Okay, verse 3. So they brought this set and they brought, offering, brought their offering before the Lord. They brought wagons. That's like, uh, like cars. Okay. G wagon. They brought, <laughs> they brought cars, twelve oxen, a wagon for two of the princes, and for each one an ox. And they brought them before the tabernacle. They brought some things. Next verse. And then Moses, the Lord spoke unto Moses to give it to the the Levites. So he gave it to the Levites. Now the sin. So this is, says, and the princes offered. So after that set, they brought another set. And the the princes offered for dedicating. Of the altar, even the princes offered their offering before the altar. And the Lord said unto Moses, They shall offer the offering, each prince on his day, for the dedication of the altar. Verse 12. And he that offered his offering the first day was Nashon. Nashon was the first person to give his offering the first day. The son of Aminadab of the tribe of Judah. Next verse. And his offering was one silver charger. <laughs> we are not talking about phone charger. Can we read another version so that we understand that it's not phone charger they are giving? Uh huh. This is what amplified. Can we read something even simpler? BB, NLT. Okay. And his offering was one silver plate, 130 shekels in weight. I don't know if you understand that. Can you find out what a shekel means? One silver basin of 70 shekels. This is what message. His offering was a silver plate weighing three and a quarter pounds. And a silver bowl weighing one and three quarter pounds. So, according to the standard. Next verse. A gold filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering. Next verse. A gold vessel weighing four ounces filled with incense. A young bull, a ram, and a yearling lamb for a whole burnt offering. Please follow me carefully, okay? And a he, a he goat for an absolution offering. Two oxen, five rams, five he goats, and five yearling lambs to be sacrificed as peace offering. 
This was the offering of Nashon, son of Aminadab. Have you seen it? On the second day, Nathaniel, son of Zohar, the leader of Issachar, brought his offering. Now, let's check his offering out. His offering was a silver plate weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver bowl weighing one and three quarter pounds according to the standard sanctuary weights. Each filled with fine flour, made with oil as a grain offering. Have you seen that? It's the same. Next verse. A gold vessel weighing four ounces filled with incense. Is it the same? And then he goes, a young bowl around. Same thing. Two oxen, five rams, five he goes, and five yearling lambs to be sacrificed as his offering. This was the offering of Nathaniel, son of Zohar. Now, this thing is repeated 12 times. It's repeated what? Why? Why is God? Can't God have said that? Oh, they all, and then they all, actually the last two verses says that, says what I'm saying now. That they all offered this. 12, this, 12, that, 12, this, 12, that, 12, that. That's what, it says he should have given a summary. But he took his time to record every single one. Why? He wants you to understand that. Every single giving that you give is recorded. Every single giving that you give is God is recording all our giving. All that you give is, is recorded. The Lord has it. Yeah. So away with the five Ghana. But this is seed sowing. This is an opportunity to buffer your, your head in the other. Give something big. So he's requesting for treasures, not pennies. Not pesos. <laughs> I see it. He's requesting for what? Not pesos. Treasures? Not pesos. Tell me about treasures. treasures. Not pesos. Ask your neighbor. Why are treasures? It's all recorded. The Lord records every single thing. You can see a Christian who is in dire like he needs something that should be done for him. Uh, uh, maybe like worth a hundred thousand. He needs a contract that is a hundred thousand. Or a million or something. And it's like it's not coming. And don't believe in that. You are different. So how they do. And always remember that everybody is doing something. Some people are bathing blood. If you don't know what I'm telling you. They are bathing human blood. Oh yeah. Some people are, are doing all kinds of things in order to have certain types of money. Some people are stealing big time. They can't keep it in the bank. They have to keep it in their houses. I don't know why you are saying, oh, I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't know what you're talking about. I'm a problem. They, ask, they have to keep it in their homes because they can't, if they put it in their bank, it will, be, it will become a problem. They'll ask where they got the money from. So it has to be in the house. Who we'll until someone finds out? Are you in the church? Hmm? Shake your neighbor and say, are you, are you around? Or you are asleep? The way God has provided is for you to lavish on him. Lavish, lavish on him, lavish on the things that he wants to give. Bigger, bigger, big, bigger, biggest. Give. Notice it says sell and give. Now, without the, without the flow of the spirit, you cannot, you will not sell anything. In Acts chapter 2, eh? when the people got born again, actually, you can read from this. Um, 42. Acts 2.42. And they continue to test. This is after the born again experience. They got, a lot of people had gotten born again. There was a flow of the spirit. There was a move of the spirit in verse 1. Okay. And it continued up to this point. It says, and they continued successfully in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. 
verse 43, and fear came upon every soul, and every and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common. This is even still, it's not still, it, all the things happen, it's not even talk, giving to God, though. It's giving to the poor, giving amongst ourselves. It says, and sold their possessions. I'm not the one saying it. Jesus said, sell and give. You provide treasures in heaven. And these guys are doing the same thing by the move of the Spirit. And they go, go up, go to verse 44. 44, please. And all that believed were together and had all things common. Next verse. And sold their possessions. Sold what? Am I the one seeing it? Hmm. Why? Because you shouldn't lavish. You shouldn't give something small. He's expecting to give something big. Treasures. Not persuades. Turn it back. Treasures. Treasures. Not persuades. Not persuades. David says, I will not give to God that which does not cost me. <laughs> this is so you don't come and give that which is not going to cost you. I'm coming to give that which will cost me. Tell me, I'm coming to give that which will cost me. <laughs> yeah. Always remember. Have you read 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 before? Let's read. You've read it, but you, maybe you forgot it. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. We'll come back to this. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Now, the explanation for this verse, okay? The word sparingly, soweth sparingly, has to do with something sparingly. Small, small. Let's read the Amplified. The Amplified helps us to understand what sparingly even means. Grudgingly, okay? Remembering this, he who sows sparingly and grudgingly. This one is putting sparingly and grudging together. Let, let's read other versions. Do you understand sparing? A stingy planter gets a stingy crop. Do you understand stinginess? A stingy person who has. BB, let's read BB. But in the writings, it says, he who puts in only a small number of seeds. So he's talking about the, the quantity of what you're giving. Are you in the church? You guys are enjoying yourself. He who gives small, small seed. You keep giving small, small, pesos, pesos, pesos. Eh? Cents, cents, cents. 100 kobo. Kobo. Is there 100 kobo? There's 99 kobo, eh? Something the Nigerians do. Is there? There's no. You don't use kobo anymore. anymore. Kobo is too small. <laughs> you sow 100 naira. 100, how much is 100 naira in cities now? It's about 95. Pesos. If not up to one city. About 100 naira. You spend 100 naira in, in, in Nigeria. 100 naira is used, seriously. Yeah. It's more money. Yeah. Are you sure? I don't believe it. Small. 100, 100 naira. 100 naira. 20 cents. It's one city, 40 pesos. Are you listening to me? He says the one who keeps sowing small, 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 small. Do you know how you're also going to reap? 
He says, you also reap. So, it's not that you will not reap. You will reap. As for the soul, he says, the seed time and then the soul. All the seeds you have sown, you reap. It's not harvest time. There's seed time and harvest. So no matter what you do, all the seeds you have sown, you reap. Okay? Every seed you sow, you reap. That's the truth. Every seed you sow is going to be reaped. You reap it. One of the ways of making sure you extend your life here on earth is to keep sowing. Because until you reap what you have sowed, you are not going to die. You are not living in this earth. One of the ways of extending your lifespan is to keep, to keep giving. When you keep giving, you have to live to, re- to receive. Yeah, so you stay. God, there's the blessing here on earth and then there's the, the blessing there in heaven as well. So you must enjoy the one here before you go. Yeah, you want to extend your life. I know a man who has extended his life. I mean, he's done a lot of wrong things in his life, but he said, he's a serious giver. No, he's still alive. A lot of his mates have died, but he's still around. He's still, okay. I think he caught that revelation a very long time ago in his life. So he's just been doing, using it. Yeah. Sparring. We reap sparingly. It keeps small, 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 small. You also reap. Eh? He's the one who puts in only a small number of seeds. will get in the seam. So you keep reaping small, small, small. But the one who puts them in from a full hand will have a produce in full measure from them. So if you keep sowing big, big, big. Last year you sowed, last year you sowed big. This next, last year you sowed big. This year you are sowing big. Next year you are sowing big. You keep reaping big, 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 big. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So he, he's not expecting you to come and give small. He's expecting you to come and give big. So that you can receive. Oh, you don't receive big. So you gave a thousand last year. You've noticed you've been reaping thousand, thousand, five hundred, thousand, five hundred people give to you, or something happens, you realize that you, you should have paid a thousand, but you didn't pay. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, someone did something for you, it was up to a thousand. Someone did something, it was up to a thousand. One day I met somebody, you see, early in the morning, I was thinking I had to be nice to change my tablet. Oh, I want a bigger tablet. I thought about it in the morning, by evening, I had a new tablet that was worth 24,000. And I didn't buy it. I didn't, use my, I didn't even use a single password to buy it. Yeah. In the afternoon, someone came to, one of our guys came to my house. When they saw my church, I to be nice to. I said, I was thinking about it this morning. He said, okay, okay, I'm getting it for you. He was there, I'm not lying to you. He was like, 24,000, what? That, that's the, what I'm using now. 240 million. I'm just ripping along the lines of what I, the type do you understand the type of seeds I sow? <laughs> For security reasons, we don't see a lot of things. Yeah. We don't see a, lo- a lot of things that people were seeing on there. They were, just, they, were just, they were not saying the truth. They can't tell you the reality. Or if they say it, maybe you will line up on their, on their doorstep. So they, nobody wants to say, uh, even the testimony was like, uh, no, it really didn't really say. They don't say much. Most of us don't say, we don't really see what is really going on. Yeah. On the, but I can tell you for a fact. Hmm? I can tell you, they are very wild. It's wild. Young, young people. You don't need to be 75 to have riches. No. And you don't need your riches. You don't need to display your riches for everybody. But no, 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 no. A man's life. That's not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Our wealth is not in the abundance of the things we possess, but in how much we can give. Hmm. We may not see the person driving five cars. We've not been taught like that. Uh-huh. You, may not, you may not see, you may not even see the person driving a car. I know some rich people here, they don't have cars. 
Right, they don't, it's like, it's not, I can get an Uber. Oh, yes. I know someone says he doesn't like driving, so yeah. when car, no, let someone drive me. They'd rather give. They'd rather give. Yeah. And say, let someone drive me. Yeah. yeah. What a shock. What a shock. Tony back. What a shock. What a shock. So it's not in a phone. Like a person has a certain type of phone. Yes, iPhone. What? What's what's there now? 14 Pro Max. He's holding 14 Pro Max. He just came out and he has bought some. So hey, the guy has money. We are joking. He just didn't deceive you. He just he's just packaging. He will just propose to you, say yes, and realize that it's just hunger. Come on, go on. Come on, go on. Yes, just show. Don't be impressed. Listen, don't be impressed with the symbols and, and signals of prosperity. When they're real, they don't, they can't do a lot. How much can you give? How much can you give? And not how much can you Do you understand? Yeah. How much can you give all the time? They, you, you can't give and say, ah, thank God for a life. So not sparring. Small, small. Because that's what you reap. You will reap. That's what they reap, you reap. You reap. <laughs> but the contract will be small, small. Kitty, kitty. You are sewing. Yeah, your contract is one shirt, one shirt, one shirt. You never get a contract of 100 shares that you are sewing. You are so busy, you don't know. Uh, there are some of, our, some of our contractors in church who are, they have, their contract is too, is too many. They can't do it. Meanwhile, someone by them is hungry for a contract and cannot get they cannot get the contract. Why? This one has been giving, he's been doing some things. So, some monies, it's like he's entitled for some monies to come to him. One of my truth, some of the young, richest young people in this world, in this country. But you will not know. You will not know. That is not on him. He doesn't, he won't change his car. But you should see how much he gives. This guy can release 50,000 Ghana cities to be a blessing to somebody. Yes. Release it. And the following day, release another 50,000. And the following day, release another 50,000. Yeah. He's one of 500,000 a month. I don't know how many people in this country who are under 40, okay, who can, who receive 500,000 CDs. Every single month. That's like $50,000 every single month. How many people in the country have that? Under like 40 and below. But do you know how many? Uh, you mean? You'd be shocked that in this country to 1,000 who are paid. You think I'm lying? I'm telling you the truth. They will not be up to 1,000 paid 100,000 or have 100,000, like 100,000 every single month as profit in their business. 100000 every single month. Profit, personal, like it's not your business. Like This is what has come to you. That's for your pocket. 100000 They may not be up to 1000 That's the kind of country you're living in. I'm not talking with you. You want to live beyond that? Do what I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. So let me show you some more verses and then I'll close. Okay? Do you like what I'm sharing? I've not preached half of what I'm supposed to preach. Only the Spirit can move you to sell. Not advice to give. So don't be jealous. 
I'm just providing myself for myself treasures in heaven. Yeah. Last year we sold an expensive land. Give big. So don't be jealous. When you see that some things are happening for me, don't be jealous. Tell me, but don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. I've learned to do what Jesus says to do. Yeah. Sell and give. Tell me, but sell and, sell and give. Let me show you another one in Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, verse 32. There's sell and give, there's save and give. They, they spoke about save and give as well, isn't it? Acts 4, 32. And the majority of them that believe were one heart and one soul, neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his, his own. But they had all things common. Continue, please. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked. He's still, he's still talking about even giving to the people. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of things that were sold. Have you seen it? Have you seen selling? It says, as many as were possessors of what? Go back, please. Possessors of lands or houses. They sold their houses. Why? They want to make provision for themselves in heaven. Treasures. These are treasures. Land is treasure. Oh. House is treasure. These guys sold them and brought the price of the things that were sold. Next verse. And laid them down at the apostles' feet. And the apostles distributed it to every man according as he had need. Next verse. And Joseph, who by the apostles was sent in Barnabas, which is being interpreted as Cyprus, I gave to the point that he brought consolation to the, to the apostles. A Levite of the country of Cyprus. Having land, you see, his land was so expensive that it was, his giving was land at East Legon. That's worth $3 million. This guy sold it and brought the $3 million to church and laid it at the apostles' feet. To be, this is to be redistributed to the saints who had to be redistributed. Not, they were, these people were not building a, a church. They were not building, this was not for God. This, was, this is giving to the How much more Building for, I'm going to show you about building for God, okay? Having land sold and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. It's only the Holy Ghost who whispered to you and tell you that. Have you seen that land over there? Sell it and come and give. Only it's only God. Last time I told me, God has been telling me to sell this land. I said, Are you sure? She said, Yes, let's sell it. I said, Okay, then let's sell it. Yeah, like joke, like joke, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor. Elikem, Pastor Alex, they were all there when we were selling it. Certain amount. Took. One amount took it and came to give, give it. When we give the things that happen in the house of God, a lot of things. Happen. Yeah. Only the Holy Spirit will tell you to sell something. Yeah. This is the second time I'm selling land. The first time was about eight years ago. Yeah, eight or seven years ago. To sell this land. We're saving to buy a land. God said, sell it. It was 75,000 Ghana cities at that time. When we sold it, at that time, this is eight years ago. Wow. And we sold, we gave, gave to the Lord. We're actually going to buy, so we're on our, we're going to buy the land. We had saved the thing. We had saved the money, we were going to buy land. God said, give it. So we took it and gave it to God. Do you see? When we gave it, I think a year or two later, we received a land that was worth 60,000. The land was bought for $60,000 as a gift. Wow. It's given to. Wow. 
And the gate could have gone to anybody. This gate I'm talking about, this land I'm talking about, could have gone to anybody because the, the land is not, it's what it's, it could have been for any, there are about 14 people that it could have belonged to, but it didn't go to any of the 14 people. It came to us. Person called and said, Ah, there's a land here, I want to give it to you. Why, why do you want to give it? Oh, just, I just want to give it to you. Yeah. If any other 40 people complain, they are complaining for nothing. Because they have done what we did. They are not entitled to it. Do you understand? They are not entitled to it. Because they have not given anything along that same line. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't complain. Sell and give. Get treasure for yourself in heaven. Save and give. Get treasure for yourself in heaven. Save. Normally what you want to give is not lying down. As I'm talking to you, we are saving. I'm saving. I'm saving. What I want to give, I don't have it. So I'm saving. I'm saving. Are you saving? We are all saving. Are you saving? Yes, we are all saving. Ask anybody, are you saving? Then I will say you should save. Eh? I'm not the one saying this. Uh, what? First Corinthians 16 verse 1. Eh? On the first day of the week. Now concern the collection for the saints. This is still even given to the saints. So, I have given order to the churches of Galatia. Even so do ye. At this time, these people couldn't build because of the persecution that was around. So they, they were not collecting monies for buildings. They were collecting monies to take care of the things. There was some hunger that had come in Jerusalem. And those guys needed help. So he says, now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Verse, verse 2. Upon the face of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store. This is called saving. BBNLT. On the face of the week, let every one of you put by him in store. Same store. He's still saying store. NLT. Let's see what NLT will say. Uh-huh. On the face of the week, you should each put aside a portion of the money you have earned. Put aside a portion of the money that you have what? You have earned. You may say, oh, I don't earn any money. I'm a student. Don't they give you something? <laughs> Alawa. Do you get Alawa? Hmm? How many of you know Davido? The musician, Davido. Some time ago, some years ago, I, I, ju- I just saw it yesterday. He was celebrating his birthday. And he raised $600,000 on his phone. Yeah, on Twitter, eh? $600,000. Oh, it's my birthday. Every year I give to you people, so you guys should give to me. He said he was just joking. When he woke up, he said he was going to take a shower. He five days and put it up. When he took the shower and came back, $20,000 had come. He said, hey, then he did a video. Charlie, you guys should send more. Started sending, 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 sending. $600,000. Raise it on his phone. But you can raise something on your phone. I know people here who have raised 5000 on your phone. You are building for the Lord. Whatever it is, do something for the Lord. Lavish on God. Your treasure must be with God. Hmm? This is Cyrus. He told them, whosoever remaineth in the place where he sojourneth, let the men of his place help him with silver and with gold and with goods and with beasts beside the free will offering for the house of God. That is in Jerusalem. They're going to build the house of God. He said, everybody should help if you can give something. Cyrus made a request on his status for everybody to give something. And everybody gave. Go to the next verse 5. Verse 5, please. Then arose, then rose up the chief of the fathers of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and the Levites with all them whose spirit God had raised to go up to build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. The Lord, if the Lord has not raised your spirit, you can't do what I'm talking about. 
So pray about it. Let the Holy Ghost lead you. <laughs> I know people who have given their houses before, his house. And they went home not knowing where they were going to sleep. I know someone who emptied all of his house. He sold everything in his house. As a preacher I was preaching, he said, no, I'm giving everything in my house. So he sold everything in his house. I'm going to give it. When he was going home, he realized that he doesn't have a mattress to sleep on, so he bought a mattress and went home to sleep on a mattress with his wife and children. They slept on one mattress. But before long, the whole house was filled again with, many, with nicer things. Have you ever emptied your wardrobe and given out before? Your wardrobe, your clothes, like you give your clothes. Have you ever done that before? You give your clothes out, you realize that after one month, nicer ones come and fill it. That's how it is. But you need the Holy Spirit. You need faith. You need faith. That is why sometimes I'll just say something, some of the things I've done. Don't complain that I, I, I have a nice car. I've, I've given a lot of cars. I've given a lot of cars. I've given at least four cars in my small lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving. Car. Shall it be blessed? Shall it be blessed? Look at me. I'll not pack all the cars in my house and say that these are my cars. Look at me. And I'll be taking. One day I just I saw someone who was taking a, a, a picture by my car on the status. And I realized I've never taken a picture by my car before. He's flexing with my car. It's not his car, he's just standing by my neck. Everything was inside. Just taking a picture. Wow. Complain. Don't say bad things about somebody. You don't. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what the person has done. Hey. You don't know. Tell you about give your treasures. Hmm. Not persons. Hallelujah. Hmm. Ananas and Sapphira tried to do the same thing that everybody was doing. They were doing it according to flesh, and they died. What is going to happen? What is going to happen? Ah, let's see what we can do. Let's just sell the thing, give half, and then we'll keep half. And then present the half like it is the whole thing. God said, you can't do that. They, were, they died. I mean, God does not, he doesn't want, he wants a cheerful giver whose heart is in his giving. So it's a season to sow bountifully. Not sparingly. Mm? Paul calls it your bounty. Your bounty. Your, your, your praise and thanksgiving offering to the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 9. Let's read from verse 1. For as such in the ministry to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you. For I know that I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achaia was ready a year ago. Achaia used one year. Achaia is not a person, it's a place. You see? They, they used one year to prepare. And your zeal has provoked very many. Your, your zeal to give to the Lord has provoked a lot of other churches. Next verse. Yet have I sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that as I said, you may be ready. He's always saying that I'm sending some of our pastors to come and check whether your seed is really ready. So some of the things we do is biblical. Sometimes your pastor will ask you, how much have you saved? Let's read the lighter version so that you may understand what I'm talking about. NLT. But I am sending these brothers to be sure you really are ready. To be sure, to check if you are really ready to give. As I have been telling them. And that your money is all collected. 
I don't want to be wrong in my boasting about you. Like I'm saying that you guys are going, you guys have prepared, you're coming to give something very big. And then we'll give the offering and it's 50 Ghana. So he says, I don't want any surprises. <coughs> we wrote, you wrote that you have vowed that you are going to give $5,000 to the Lord. Some few weeks ago, we wrote something down, right? You wrote 5000 As the weeks go by, we need to check to see, Charlie, what's going on? What are the practical ways that you are? So don't be, don't be angry when your shepherd asks you, how much are you giving? What, what are you doing? Because we need to know what's going on. We need, it's just to help you. So we are not surprised. We have written, I'm giving $5,000. And on the day you give five CDs. <laughs> oh, I, I was writing it by faith. What were the practical things that you did to make sure that the, what you were writing by faith is coming to pass? That's what Paul is saying. Says, eh? <laughs> I'm sending these brothers to be sure you really are ready, as I have been telling them, and that your money is all collected. I don't want to be wrong in my boasting about you. Next verse, NLT, please. We would be embarrassed. Not to mention your, embar- your own embarrassment, but we will be, not to mention your own embarrassment. If some Macedonian believers came with me and found that you weren't ready after all I told them, as you are taking off, you are expecting a certain amount of money. Because we have done calculation. We are going to build this, we are going to finish it, we are going to do that, we are going to do it, we are going to do it. Ah. When the D-Day comes, as we are counting the offering, and depression is setting in, what is going on? <laughs> Because the person wrote something and they didn't make any attempt. Eh? Let's read it. Ecclesiastes chapter what? Five, verse four. NLT is good, pa. Go back to NLT. When you make a promise to God, eh? Don't delay in following through. For God takes no pleasure in fools. Keep all the promises you make to him. Next verse. It is better to say nothing than to make a promise and not keep it. I see what I'm talking about. Oh, you wrote you. Oh, how much I oh, write what you want to give to the Lord, and then you, you wrote one bullion. It's not the right thing that to make. Oh, no, no, no. Don't make promises you cannot keep. You are breaking heaven's vote. Whatever you wrote, make an attempt. You get it? See, and God is insisted. God will tell you. So you don't just write anything. If you remember, the young man said, God told him to give 1,750. 1,750. Meanwhile, they said, everybody should try and give 1,000. Do you know that we can raise 5 million Ghana cities very easily? 1,000. We have over 4,000 people who attend our churches, our churches every single Sunday. That's attendance, not membership. Membership is more than that. But the number of members who run shift, because there are some people who were here last week, they are not here. And this is not our only church. You, have, you go to this church, five people didn't come, ten people, twenty. The bigger the church, the bigger the number of people who do their shift. I, there was a church, that we had a church that were 300 some years ago. Years ago, when we, we had one church, 300 people in a church. Yet all the time, the attendance is between 220 and 260. It's like there were 80 to 40 to 80 people who were always running. It's like they talk to each other spiritually. I'm coming, so you don't come. And it's, it's amazing. And every church has it. Every church has it. 
Attendance and membership are two different things altogether. Do you see? Yeah. So let's just use our attendance. Let's say 1,000 of Lab Economy Church members, shepherds, pastors, everybody decides to give 5,000 Ghana cities. Your yearly sacrifice, your Shiloh yearly sacrifice. This is my, I'm giving my best 5,000 Ghana cities. How much is that? 5,000 times 1,000 is how much? It's 5 million. That is why politicians don't like it when churches are big. Right? Big church means a lot of things. It means a lot of things. It means too much power. They don't like it. I didn't some politicians, not all politicians, some politicians. Yeah, they don't like it because they, they, it's like they do calculation. When they see the people, hey, if everybody gives one city, one city, hey, you know how much it is? If I want you to give five, hey, then the pastor is rich. You don't know that the money is not going to the pastor. The church's uh, bank account. It's not, it's not in my... It's not, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. That's why we show you projects. Yeah. So that you know. If you see small projects, you think that it's... It's, it's too silly. Be there. <laughs> A lot of money. That is why one person cannot sponsor the house of God. No human being can sponsor the house of God. It has to be a lot of people. A lot of God's children must have one mind, one purpose, to be together, to do what God wants. Even David. You see, all the giving I've spoken about with the scriptures is all given to make sure the church is fine. Now, there's giving, lavishing on God's house, and that's what we are doing. Now, this offering that we are going to take in a, man, in what, is it a man's time or something like that is to lavish on God, to do something in the house of God. Do you see? Now, in First Chronicles chapter 29, David, David was going to lavish on God. And David did not, he couldn't do it alone. David gave a lot of money, but he couldn't give a loan. When he gave his, you can read from, from verse 1, you see it. Then King David turned to the entos and said, My son Solomon is young, blah, 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 blah. Next verse, verse 2. Using every resource at my command, I have gathered as much as, you see, he even gathered. He also gathered. He didn't have it. I gathered as much as I could for the building of the temple of my God. Now there's enough gold, silver, bronze, iron, wood, as well as great quantities of onyx, other precious stones, costly jewels, and other kinds of stones and marble. Verse 3. And not silver. Oh, my devotion to the temple of my God. I am giving all of my private treasures of gold and silver. Oh. To help in the construction. This is in addition to the building materials I have already collected for his holy temple. Yet, all that he gave was not enough for what God wanted. Everybody needed to give something for it to be okay. Verse 5. I am donating more than 112 tons of gold from Ophir and 262 tons of refined silver to be used for overlaying the walls of the building. Do you understand? 112 tons. One kilograms make one ton. An average human being is about 60 kilograms. So how many human beings do you need? Let's say 50 kilograms. Ajaku base weight. Let's say, let's say 50 kilograms. That's what? Four point, in terms of, in terms of uh, value, current value of what David gave in terms of gold alone. For one, I'm sorry. For one ton is what? 64.3 million dollars. So multiply by 112. I'm not the one saying it's in the, I'm not the one saying it's in the Bible. That's gold. Silver has not come. And every other thing has not come. That's the walls for the walls. Overlaying the walls. 
and the floor plastering. <laughs> so when we talk about giving to God, they stop thinking it's like small, 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 small. No, 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 no. You are coming with a set, you are coming with your bounty. And that's what I'm trying to preach to you. Your bounty. So much. <laughs> when you think about, we are not talking about giving to the, the house of God family, we'll do that one too. That's different. This one is giving to God, lavishing on God. No, no, no. Don't come and give a, it's like I've gone for a, a, a small whatever and we are giving. You know, everybody will just do collection. This is not collection, this is seed. This is seed. Good seed. Treasures. Not space worth. Treasures. Millions of dollars. By the end of the day, your life, when you write it down, every time you give something, write it down. If you don't write it down, just contact the finance, the finance, but they write it down for you. They have, they have receipts for you. Well, you should check and see how much you have loved. This is at the end of David's life. A lot. God has done a lot. So we are coming to lavish. Not not Pesuesu. Sorry, but not Pesuesu. <laughs> not Pesuesu. This is for God. This one is not to give to other. All the whatever the scriptures have quoted in the last few minutes. But we to brethren, listen. You need to do for God, I tell you. God first. God first. Yeah. So tell me about lavish on God. I want to give my best. I'm not expecting anything from God. It doesn't have to. It's not, I'm not expecting. I'm just lavishing on him. Yeah. David said, because I've set my affection on the house of my God. Go to verse in verse 2. Verse 3, rather. Yeah. And now, because of my devotion to the temple of my God. Yeah. Not my devotion to, to, to something. My devotion to the temple of my God. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. His treasure is with the house of God. Do you get it? Ah, my, my devotion is with God. I want to. I am giving of all my private health. Gold, silver. 112 tons of gold. Help. To help. Yeah. 112 tons of gold. How do? Quality. Gold, of, gold from offer is the best quality gold. And 262 tons of refined silver to be used for overlay, over, overlaying the walls of the building. Next verse. And for the other gold. And for the other gold and silver work to be done by the castmen. Now then, who will follow my example? And give offerings to the Lord today. Next verse. Then the family leaders, that's why we tell leaders, give, give a certain amount. Pastors, give a certain It's not because it's like, oh, we, are, we want, we are worrying. No, you, we are the ones leading, so we should give. Do you get it? Yeah, we should give. Remember, the, 12, the heads of the 12 tribes gave a certain quality. Everybody gave their own. They also came to come and give their own. The leaders of the tribes of Israel, the generals and captains of the, of the army, and the king's administrative officers, all gave willingly, next verse, for the construction of the temple of God. They gave about 188 tons of gold. More than David gave. So David gave 112, right? They gave 188. Meaning that what was needed, David did not have everything. So even if you are the richest amongst us, you still don't have everything. Never think that what you gave it's what has made the church what it's not true. Don't think like that. Hmm? 
Never think you can prosper the church. It's actually the church that prospers you. Your giving is what prospers you. They gave about 188 tons of gold, 10,000 gold coins, 375 tons of silver, 675 tons of bronze, and 3,750 tons of iron. I tell you. Billions. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the value. 188 tons of gold is 12 billion dollars. Meaning that the, the, the leaders were also, they are also, they also risen to a certain point. They could give a certain amount. There's not only the one leading that can give a certain amount. Everybody can give something. Yeah. The whole thing was what? 19.2 billion dollars. Gold, holy gold. Just overlaying the walls and the floor. Wow. That is why when the, this temple that they built was being destroyed, they scraped every single gold because there was a lot of money. You know, the temple was their treasury. The temple was so rich that they attacked Jerusalem because of their temple. Yeah, they want the temple. So, treasures. Tell me about treasures. treasures. Not pennies. Not pesos. Sorry, not pesos. May God be merciful and bless us. May his face smile with favor on us. Then he says, may you always be known throughout the earth. Your saving power among people everywhere. How is it? God blesses us so that his saving power might be known everywhere in the world. That's why God blesses us. God enriches us so that his saving power, the word saving power, King James will tell you, that thy, thy way may be known upon the earth. He blesses us so that his way may be known upon the earth. And so that his saving health may be known among all nations. The word saving health is Yeshua. Yeshua is Jesus. So he's saying that he blesses us so that Jesus may be known all across the world. Have you seen it? Yeah. All across the world. So God is blessing us. God blesses so that we can bless his house. We can bless his kingdom. Many things can be done. More buildings can come up. More people can be saved. You see, when we get the people saved, we need a place to keep them. It's one of the major things. We need a place to keep them. Who need to be comfortable? Yeah. I mean, it's wild. So there's so much to be done. That is why we must lavish on God. We must give as much as we can. Hallelujah. Look at Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17. God's cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. Cry it saying, that's yet a lot of hosts. My cities, my churches, through prosperity, shall yet be spread abroad. And the Lord shall yet comfort Zion, and shall yet choose Jerusalem. So it is through prosperity. That's why you cannot be poor. Tell about, I cannot be poor. Poverty is out of my life. Permanently. You will never be poor in your life. See, I'm a giver. I lavish on God. Yeah. I give my treasures, not my passwords. Say it like you mean. I give my treasures, treasures, so that the cities of God can spread. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse eighteen. I give you power, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is He that giveth thee power to get treasure. All our wealth is for him. And our wealth, which is our treasure, is to be lavish on him. We must give to him. And make sure his kingdom is going more and more. Yeah.
power together, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. His kingdom must keep marching on. There are a lot of young. When I was coming to church, I saw some young people walking in a certain place, and I said, I wish all these people would be in church. I wish they would be in our church. It would be good to have them in our church. Yes. If we don't, if we don't have the prosperity of God, we cannot have branches. It's not possible. We want to increase our branches from what, what it is now to 100. Next year, we are starting a branch in Nigeria. Wow. Yes. And in Kenya, we are starting Nairobi and Lagos. Yeah. And then we'll go on to, by the mean something. I mean, you can't go to Lagos. One of the information I've received is that as, I've, as I was asking those who have started things in, in, in Nigeria from Ghana, they told me in, in Nigeria you can't start a school, you can't start a church from a school, like classroom. People, nobody will come. They don't want to be associated with poverty. But you need to have an auditorium, air conditioned, lights, whatever. Then they realize that you are serious. And when they come, they give. Nigerians are the number one givers in Africa. They give more than anybody in the world. That's what I know. The second is Ghana. That's what I know. That's what I know. Yeah. And Nigerians are number one givers in Africa. Yeah. That's what I know. I don't know what you know, but that's what I know. But they will not come unless they see. They don't do those things. It's only in Ghana. I will do it. I have confidence to. Under tree, everything, by the wall. I mean, we started a church by a wall. By a wall. Yeah, by a wall. By a gutter. By a, a wall, a gutter. In between the house. Yeah, it's there. Sharp crowd. Yeah. But in Nigeria, you can't do that. You have to set up in a certain way. <laughs> have a pastor wearing suit so that the people can know that. Ah, you are serious. Yes. Yeah. We need to give, pay plane tickets for people to go rent, do this, do that. That's why some people don't start churches. Their gospel is not going anywhere because there's no prosperity to let it go. Do you understand? There's no prosperity for it to go. But we are rich. Say we are rich. So we are going. We are starting with Lagos. These are African missions that with Lagos are going to be. But we are going to go to Botswana. We are going to go to uh, uh, South Africa. We are going to go to Zimbabwe. We are going to go to Sierra Leone, Ni- Liberia, everywhere. I mean, if you stick if you stick around for another five years, you hear the country. We'll be mentioning many countries. You see, we are in seventy countries to the glory of God. Is it a good thing? That Jesus said we should go. So we are going. Oh, is it a good thing? Say we are in it together. We are going to the ends of the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And no devil of poverty can prevent us from going. We are going with the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Kindly rise up on your feet and thank God for what you shared with you. Yeah. The Bible says that he gives seed to the sower. I want you to ask God to give you seed this morning. Tell God, Father, I need seed. I don't know what it is that you want to give to the Lord. What you wrote or what you're about to write or what is on your heart, whatever God is telling you to, to give. You know you may not have it. You may not have it sitting down somewhere. Tell the Lord, Lord, give me seed. You give seed to the sower. You give seed to the sower. Talk to the Lord right now. 
Lord, I want to lavish on you like David did. I want to lavish on you like Moses and the children of Israel did. They gave to the point that it was more than enough. Lord, help us. Receive seed from the Lord right now. Receive seed from the Lord. Receive seed from the Lord. Receive grace to do what God is telling you to do. To give the amount that God is telling you to give. Receive grace to raise that amount. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Receive grace. Talk to the Lord. Don't keep quiet. Don't keep quiet. It's time to, to ask for seed. Mando God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.